Welcome back to the Viking Update Show presented by Minnesota State Lottery Vikings Scratch Game Edition. Find out more about that game at mnlottery.com. Uh, this is one of our Viking shows at talknorth.com. Brandon Morton's our producer. We appreciate you listening. Best way to listen to this show or any shows you like the network, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. Uh, I want to recommend a couple of other shows. Uh, John Krasinski's show had uh, Tim Connolly on as a guest. He was on with us for a long time. Talked about everything. It was great stuff. Check out that at the John Krasinski show. Also, Don Mitchell's new show on our network is is debuting this week. It'll be out here shortly. It is Dawn of Sports with Don Mitchell. Mark Rosen was the first guest. He was great. We talked about told Bud Grant and Randy Moss stories. Check that out as well. One other note, show note, uh, the Go Gopher show with Mike Grimm will be at Headflyer Brewing 7 p.m. October 5th. Check that out. We've had great shows at Headflyer. We'll be doing another John Krasinski season kickoff show at Headflyer here pretty soon. But now let's get to the Vikings because this is the most fascinating team in town at the moment. 0-2, throwing the heck out of the ball. Can't run the ball at all. They bring in Cam Akers. They bring in Dalton Reisner. Uh, it, it feels like there's a news development or a new body in that locker room every five minutes. John, what's your what's your overall assessment of where this team is right now? Yeah, I think, Jim, you know, the, my big takeaway from the events of this week is there have been many times over the course that you and I have both covered this league where a team gets off to a tough start, owing to you know, one and one underwhelming, but um, you look at the way that the Vikings have gotten off to that start with a bunch of turnovers, kind of some sloppy play. And I think that you could make a case or it would be conceivable that Kevin O'Connell, Quasi Adolfo Mensa would, could say, Hey, we need to clean things up. We need to play better. Um, but we're going to kind of, we're not going to panic. We're not going, we're holding down the fort. We believe in these guys. We just have to sharpen our execution and not beat ourselves with these turnovers. And we are going to be fine. So you, you'll hear that a lot from leadership. Don't panic. Everything's fine. Uh, we'll, we, we just have to do a little bit better job internally. That is not the message that has been sent this week. The message that has been sent this week is, hey, we have real problems that need to be addressed very quickly or else this has a potential to go the wrong way very fast. And so uh, to bring in Dalton Reisner, to bring in Cam Akers, it is an acknowledgement that the team that they started with, and there's been some injuries on the offensive line as well, but the team that they started with is not good enough. And so I just think that it shows they're being aggressive and trying to address things quickly and not lay back and say, it's going to be fine. Um, they're saying, no, we have real issues that we need to find other solutions for. And that's the start of this with bringing these guys in. O'Connell's pretty funny uh, out there on Wednesday talking. We were asking about how you prevent fumbles. He's like, well, you know, we're looking for every solution. If there's something we can buy on the internet to help us, we buy it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining these Amazon trucks pulling up to Viking Winter Park. Hey, this will poke the ball out of your hands while you're eating dinner. You know, it's like, it was, it was great stuff. And, and, and so, so much to get into in that regard. I want to let you know we are coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studios. We want to thank our sponsors, Aquarius Home Services, TSR, Injury Law, Star Bank, and uh, one of my favorite products, Caldera Lab, uh, men's facial creams and treatments that I'm using a lot. Use the promo code VIKING. Go to calderalab.com. 
promo code Viking will get you 20% off, which is the best deal you'll find anywhere. We'll tell you more about those products later on. Yeah, And I do think that Reisner and Akers are slightly different cases in that uh, I just think they had to accept that Ingram just isn't very good. Now, we don't, now yes. they haven't announced. We're talking here on Thursday morning. They haven't announced that Reisner is going to replace Ingram. And with mm-hmm. uh, Darisaw dealing with an ankle – you know, and Bradbury dealing with the back. There are a lot of different ways they could go. We don't know if they're going to play Reisner this week. So there, there's a lot of mystery there still. But I think the fact that Ingram was a third-round draft pick who was supposed to help them and he has not been good is has really led directly to them signing Reisner. And as far as Aker, I just think that, you know, they drafted Dwayne McBride to at least be their third back, and he couldn't do it. Uh, and, and Cam Akers has talent. Uh, I think he's driven uh, Sean McVay absolutely bonkers. But he has talent, and he's just—he's an NFL running back. They don't have enough NFL running backs on this roster. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that I, I agree with both of those points. Um, I do believe, though, that they expected more out of the running game than yep. they've gotten these first two weeks. And um, now you can point a lot of fingers at the offensive line, at you know all sorts of different issues. But one of the things that has been apparent early on is that is something that we talked about a lot on this show leading into this season is that Alexander Madison is not a game breaking type of a player there. Um, He does really good things. He can be very productive and efficient, uh, but the, 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 the big play ability has not been evident earlier in his career and certainly not in these first couple of weeks. And when you bring in a player like Cam Akers, who has a history of playing, uh, of being very productive, I think last year, the last four games of the season, he actually led the whole NFL in rushing. So he's been productive Mm -hmm. very recently. And also, yeah, maybe he does cause some headaches. Uh, That speaks to, hey, we're taking a flyer on this. Now, the the, the price to bring him in was almost non-existent. So it's like, why not? So I, I don't think it's a big risk or anything like that, but I do think it does uh, it paints a picture of we're not satisfied with multiple facets of a running game, including that the guy who was carrying the ball on most occasions is not uh, showing any kind of a burst that way. And so um, I actually believe that you could see Cam Akers get more work than Dalton Reisner early here. Um, in just in terms of, I think Reisner might take some time to 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 learn the the schemes and and get caught up and get into it. I could see Akers getting out there and getting some touches on Sunday and and seeing what they have there, just in sporadic kind of shifts um, to spell Madison, but just seeing if they they can get something out of him and and get that running game going some way somehow. Uh, agreed. Agreed on all points. Uh, I've had this conversation with a few people. Listen, I always felt like Thursday night home opener for the Eagles, quality of that team on a short week for the road team. I just always felt like it was as close to an unwinnable game as you have in the NFL. So the fact they lost that game didn't mean a lot to me. I would actually make the argument. I'd rather see them lose because they had a couple of silly fumbles and, a, and an effort fumble where Jefferson's trying to stretch the ball over the goal line, and you know, just because it's such a weird rule, you go from seven points to the other team having the ball in their own 20, which is like a 10-point swing right in one play. I, I guess I'd rather lose with 
fumbles, because I think that can be corrected easily, than because uh, you didn't play well. And, and listen, yeah, they didn't run the ball well enough. Uh, I, I thought it was re- really interesting that Flores, because he had success taking away what Jalen Hurts likes to do early in that game, stuck with that defense even after the Eagles said, okay, we're just going to run it down your throats all game. I don't know if that's the right way to approach that. Uh, so, that, listen, not a perfect game, obviously. But I am – I'm kind of – fascinated by this passing offense. And I, and that's not what we're going to talk about first when a team is 0-2, but my God, Cousins has been on fire. Jefferson is playing better than he's ever played before, which is saying something. Addison looks great. Hawkinson looks great. Osborne has dropped the ball too often, but he's a good fourth option. Uh, this passing offense, if they can just shore up the other areas just a little bit, this passing offense might dominate this division. Yeah, and and I do think like that's the flip side to how we started this podcast of, you know, hey, this is a team that recognizes real flaws in the roster and is trying to address them. And so you can kind of smell a little bit of desperation there. But if you want to turn it around, you can say that this team sees enough on the field early on here to want to invest in this team this year. And I think first and foremost, it's the passing offense. It's Kirk Cousins playing very well um, outside of, like you said, outside of like the blindside hits that are knocking the ball out every now and then. Um, He is putting throws right on the money. Uh, He is highly productive. He is efficient. And you couldn't really ask for much more from Jordan Addison as a rookie in these first couple of weeks, uh, getting loose for some big touchdowns. Uh, that looks very promising. Hawkinson looks great. Jefferson leads the entire NFL in receiving yards. Um, so he's been productive. And so when you start the season and think, can this offense go to another level? It was always going to be led by the passing offense. We knew that the run game was going to be more of a means to an end. And that has been disappointing, but there, the, the element of the offense being top flight. And I, I do think that I've seen some improvements defensively, at least enough to say in a division that is going to be very competitive and wide open, you can go for it here. And so the Vikings to their credit are not sitting back and saying uh, and and not addressing their issues and not looking in the mirror and saying, um, you know, we're going to be fine. They're saying, no, we have a, we have some elements on this team that deserve to have the support of our front office and our coaching staff to put the best players around them. So going out and getting a Reisner, going out and getting a cam makers tells you that they see an opportunity available to them to go win a bunch of games uh, with the way that this passing offense is going. And so, and, and that's, and that is what they're doing. And I think, you know, I applaud that. I applauded Quasey last year going to get TJ Hawkinson and, and making an aggressive move in the middle of the season that ended up paying off and paying dividends. He's not a guy so far that has been shown to be like contemplative and risk averse or any of those things. He's going after things. He's being aggressive with it. And I think, that is a good sign for a team that wants to stay in the hunt here. There's a part of me that always feels like draft coverage, draft analysis is way overdone and way too lengthy and way too speculative. And then you look at this team and you go, okay, 
2022 draft, they got nothing and it's killing them. In 2023 draft, they take a receiver who already is making this one of the be- maybe one of the best passing offenses in the league. And uh, they get Ivan Pace as an undrafted free agent, and he ends up being a starter ahead of a guy who they drafted in 2022. It, you know, <laughs> as much as I don't want to overinvest in draft analysis, man, the draft can have such an immediate impact on everything you do. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah, the, the, you know, the, when you look at the production that they've gotten from the guys that they have chosen the, this last year and the, the year before, uh, not real promising, but yeah, when you get a guy like Ivan Pace um, in there and uh, that kind of can help mitigate some of maybe the misses that you had in the draft, but it's still for a team that is paying the quarterback what it's paying, is about to pay a receiver an unbelievable amount of money, has invested heavily in in the tight end and and is go- and um, is going to pay, you know, the left tackle there there's just a lot of big ticket players on this team right now or that are right are big tickets right now or are going to become big tickets and so you need to use that draft to supplement and to to bring in affordable talent and that has not been the case for Quasi Adafamensa early on in his tenure they have not had success in the draft but they have had some other moves um, outside of the draft that are paying off. It's it's kind of like looking at the 49ers in a way where um, are you really mad at John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan for taking Trey Lance where they did? Or are you really impressed that they found Brock Purdy in the seventh round? Like it, it kind of balances out a little bit. Um, and, and so it does affect how you look at the valuation because you're you're kind of grading the results but maybe their process on the draft needs to be reworked a little bit uh they are so far treading water with some of the other things that they've been able to do to to kind of mitigate some of the misses but uh but yeah i mean not having more draft picks contributing at a high level uh early on in 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 adafamensa's tenure is it's not a great sign and what strikes me is it looked like he was really trying to think outside the box in his first draft, and the first draft yeah. is a disaster. Second draft, I think they just took players they thought were good players, <laughs> and that's working out much better. Yes. Although if if, yeah. if Dwayne McBride had been the player they thought he was, they wouldn't be going out and getting K-Makers now, so it wasn't exactly a perfect draft. All right, let's get into the Chargers game, the division, and everything else here at the Viking Update Show. Uh, we're, again, once again, being brought to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studios. Here's more on Aquarius Home Services. Fall is here, and that means crisp, cool air. And turning on your furnace only to find out it's old, tired, and worn out. Scott for Aquarius Home Services with some good news. Now through October 14th, Aquarius is having a huge fall blowout sale. With 25% off whole home heating and cooling systems. Yep, 25% off a new furnace and AC system. Visit AquariusHomeServices.com to schedule your free in-home consultation and enjoy a cozy, comfy home for years to come. And if you've been listening to TalkNorth.com for all these years, you know that how big a deal that CSR injury law has been for us. Uh, and they're the kind of people who will help you if you ever need that particular kind of help. We hope you don't need an injury lawyer. If you do need an injury lawyer, you need a really good one, an ethical one, someone who's helpful. And the great thing about TSR injury law is they're so confident in their abilities, they will not charge you unless they win your case. So just remember, 612-TSR-TIME. 612-TSR-TIME. That's all you need to know. Uh, thanks. 
all as always, our longtime sponsor, Star Bank. Big banks aren't the only ones with mobile apps and convenient financial services. I'd like to tell you about Star Bank. Star Bank is an independent community bank in Minnesota. They're family-owned and treat customer relationships as a top priority. You're not a customer number at Star Bank, and they have no call center. It's just banking how it should be, a throwback to the good days. Mobile app check, convenient services. You got it. Check out Star Bank for yourself. For deposits and lending solutions, work with a local community bank that cares Starbank.net member FDIC and equal housing lender. And I mentioned earlier, use the promo code Viking at calderalab.com. You'll get 20% off everything they have, which is the best deal you'll find anywhere. And I've talked about it before here. I've never taken good care of my face. I have too much sun exposure. I'm an old Irish white guy who shouldn't have been in the sun as much as I was. I never really use product on my face because I'm a dopey guy. And I'm using the Caldera Lab stuff and it's making a big difference. It smooths out the red spots, it keeps me from breaking out because I'm using a good product on my face. I don't touch my face or scratch my face as much as I used to. And writers do that all the time when we're on deadline. It's really kind of calmed things down. It's it's helped me a lot. I'm guessing it would help you. You know, first impressions matter. If you're, if you're not taking your care of skin, that's going to be the first thing someone notices. And they're either going to think you're way older than you are or you just don't care about your appearance. So show them that you do and make a great first impression with Caldera Lab. Just think of it this way. You're going to brush your teeth today. Do what I do. Put the Caldera Lab product next to your toothbrush. After you brush your teeth, you'll take a minute to put on the Caldera Lab products. You'll look better. You'll feel better. Uh, your face will be calmer. I highly recommend it. And again, the promo code is Viking, calderalab.com, 20% off. That's the best deal you're going to find anywhere. So I'm intrigued by the division because, you know, I, I thought the Vikings would win this division going into the season. And after an 0 2 start, I still think they're going to win the division. I watched that Packers game on Sunday. I just, I don't, I don't know. It's, they did not impress me. I don't think Atlanta's very good and they couldn't beat Atlanta on the road. Uh, Detroit loses a winnable game at home. Um, I'm just, and I think the Bears are an absolute mess. Uh, and, and Justin Fields told us how big a mess they are uh, this week. So I'm sticking with the Vikings as my pick. I don't know if anything's changed your mind. Yeah, that that's interesting, Jim, because I, I think you're right in terms of, I haven't been overwhelmed certainly by the Packers or the Lions in, you know, and kind of shaking any confidence that the Vikings can win this division. Um, I will say, I think I am less high on the Vikings right now than I was at the start of the season. I think from what I've seen in the first two weeks, even though we've had, you know, issues with uh, turnovers, uh, there's been some things that have just been more sloppy. Um, I just look at this team and and I, I don't know how I can rely on it to do the things that need to be done game in and game out to eventually come out on the other side with 10 or 11 wins and and get this division. Right now, as a prisoner of the moment, I feel the best about the Lions. Um, I know... You know, it didn't look great last week, especially defensively for them. But I think that's something that they can get under control. Um, and I just like the talent on that team right now and the way that they play. I thought the Kansas City win was a really good one. And so if, you know, with the with the right to reserve my the, you know, to change my mind, I guess, as this goes along, um, Right now, I if I could redo it, I would put Detroit over Minnesota, and and I think that's the way that it is going to finish. Just because, um, you know, 
this offensive line is a problem. The defense has not made enough plays. And so I think that's going to make it harder and harder for Cousins and Jefferson and Addison and Hawkinson to just win shootouts every week. And and so I think the pathway for the Vikings to 10 or 11 wins is a little bit more difficult than the pathway for the Lions to get there. And so that's where I'm at right now. I might agree with you if the Vikings don't win this Sunday. I expect the Vikings to win on Sunday. I expect them to win in Carolina, be 2-2, two and two, survive the early portion of the schedule, and I think they are going to have a nice run in the middle of the season. Um, I'd, I'd still think this is the most talented team in the division. I think I think Reisner – actually, honestly, I feel better about this team now that they've signed Reisner. I think if, you, if, if he can shore up the offensive line, that solves a lot of problems for this team. Um, we knew the defense wasn't going to be great. So I guess I just have a touch more faith in the Vikings than I do in the Lions at the moment. But, uh, you know, this is a, I want to congratulate us, though. We've done a very controversial uh, headbutting, you know, argument segment here. We usually don't do <laughs> yes. this. And it's yes. been very intense. I, I need, yeah, a, I need yeah, a moment. Yeah, you, you can feel the the enmities just dripping off yes. of us both as we go at each other. But, um, but yeah, for Reisner, I'm, I'm just really intrigued about it because – you know, he, he is highly thought of, or he has accomplished. He's played, he's played well in his career, but he was without a deal. Um, and then, uh, if, if you talk to the, to the offensive line wonks, it sounds like the system that he will be asked to play in with Minnesota is different than any other system that he's used to playing in. So that would take a period of just, maybe he'll be fine. Um, I, I don't have any issues with them making the move because I do think uh, it, the, the interior offensive line was just such a huge problem. Something needed to change. So he's, he's absolutely worth bringing in. I just, um, I want to see him settle in and have some success before uh, I believe, you know, that it's, that it's, it's all problem solved. Um, that said, Ed Ingram was so bad that and that in, interior offensive line is just getting caved in over and over again yet again in another season i'm glad that they are making this move and trying it but i don't know that it's you know just plug and play it might take a little bit of adjustment for him to get going in there such a pessimist man i don't know I how know, i deal right? with his negativity on the show all the time <laughs> all right and, let's, and let's i have no reason to, to be I have no reason no, to be no, with all the success. Right. Everything's of, fine. Uh, <laughs> everything's fine. And this is a franchise with a history of always proving everything's fine. So I don't know why anybody's worried. Uh, mm. let's, so let's get to the point here. Uh, I usually hesitate to call games, big games early in the season. But yes. I think if the Vikings win this, they're on the road to two and two. And having kind of survived all this, if they lose this one, then then we might see a little bit of panic out there. We might see more Amazon trucks trucks pulling up to the front steps with all kinds of weird products. Uh, so, how do you view this game? Yeah, I, I think that this is a this is a must win game. Um, if if it goes the wrong way, now it is five alarm fire. Now you are in real trouble because you're playing a home game. Um, and you're playing against a team that always finds ways to beat itself. So this is a this is a game that you have to go in, be professional, and and just win the damn thing because you've already lost one at home to a team that's okay. They're fine. They're not great. They're not terrible. They're just fine. 
Um, but when you look at the schedule and you looked at it at the start of the season, you said Tampa Bay, that's got to be a win. The Chargers has to be a win. You can't lose two games at home that you really needed to win um, to start the season and then expect to climb out of that hole. So I really do think that there is a lot of pressure on the Vikings going into this one. And I usually don't like to push that panic meter early panic button early on in the season and do the hot take thing. But I, I just don't see how you undersell the importance of this game and, and playing a team that is mistake prone, that always seems to lose, you know, games that they need. Uh, you got to go out and win it or else Owen uh, three is going to be looking pretty, pretty dark. And I, I looked at this as a probable 10, 11 win team and I expected them to start one or two. I thought they'd beat Tampa, lose at Philly, lose the Chargers, beat Carolina, beat two and two after four weeks. They still have a chance to do that. They, but you know, winning to me, beating the Chargers would kind of make up for losing to Tampa. Uh, but in any any rate, I, I'm really fat. To me, if there's a more interesting team than the Vikings. It's the Chargers. Uh, tremendous talent. The court, young quarterback who looked like he was built in a lab. A great athlete. Great arm. Incredibly accurate, big numbers already early in his career. Big, strong receivers, great running back. We don't know if Eckler is going to play or not, but Eckler is a wonderful player. Uh, big, strong offensive line. Bose, they have a, one of the Boses. Uh, they have, a, you know, Derwin James is one of the best players in the league. I'm, I'm just fascinated that this team has not turned the corner. Yeah, it feels just like a whether it's coaching, whether it's you know personality, whether whatever it is. Um, it just hasn't come together. You keep waiting for them to really step forward, especially with Herbert, who is as physically talented as any quarterback in the league. And he has the ability to take over games and to make people around him better and to do all those things. And if you talk to some of the really hardcore NFL people, they say, you know what? Herbert really has done that. He's just been failed by other people um, around him in some really difficult spots. Um, but I do think that this is sort of a fork in the road season for Justin Herbert. Is he going to be Jeff George who just has, you know, had the the best arm ever. And there was no one who I enjoyed just watching merely throw a football uh, more than Jeff George, but he never won anything. Um, or is he going to be able to kind of galvanize his team, put everything together and do what franchise quarterbacks do and, and, and sort of take this thing over. And so it's, it's, they're a hard team to figure out because every time you look at it on paper, you say, man, this team is loaded and they should be great. And they just always, always find ways to not come through when, when they need to. And so, um, what they do against the Vikings defense at home on Sunday is going to be incredibly interesting and how, how they go about attacking them. And can the Vikings make a play or two? Can they turn them over because this team will turn the ball over? Can Harrison Smith come out of nowhere where she's been, he's kind of been in hiding the first two weeks and, and be more effective. Like that's going to be, I think a real key to this game is, is giving Kirk, and the offense just enough opportunities to score so you can win 35 31 and 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 kind of just stabilize things a little bit here. And I think Herbert 
is very lucky in that because he has been so he's so obviously talented, so obviously accurate that I think if this team fails, the coach will get the blame and yes. Herbert will be given a pass. I think Herbert will have to fail under fail to win big games under multiple coaches before he gets the blame. I think you're right. He's just too he's just too talented, Jim. He's Do too good looking. It? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That hair is gorgeous. Yes, it's fabulous. Um, and and so yeah, but yeah, you don't. That's the. It's always the easy thing. Um, I I think like similarly, but but different, but similar. Like in Cleveland right now, um, Deshaun Watson looks terrible. Yeah. Um, he looks absolutely awful. What Herbert looks good. Like he he from a from playing the position. There may be some mistakes here and there, but you cannot deny his talent. He looks really really good. Um, Watson looks terrible, but they are going to fire Kevin Stefanski before they punt on Deshaun Watson just yep. because of all the money they've invested in him and the, the talent that he used to show on the field when he was with Houston. Um, so you, you, you'll change coaches and you'll try and, and try and figure things out with that before, um, before you do anything with the quarterback. Similarly with the chargers, Justin Herbert is just too damn talented for you to take the risk that, um, you know, actually, we're going to stick with our head coach and we're going to draft another quarterback and and start over that way. We think the quarterback's the problem. Um, they're going to find someone else, an offensive-oriented coach. Staley's a defensive guy. Um, and and see if that is going to be the key to, to getting him going, provided that they don't get going this season. Good stuff. Uh, what's your pick for this week? Uh, I, I don't feel – I probably will pick the Vikings – 33-31, just because as much as I don't trust them right now, I don't trust the Chargers on the road um, to come up with plays that they just haven't come up with historically. So I will take the Vikings in a tight one, but I'm not going to feel great about it. I, too, will express great confidence in the Vikings' defense by picking them to give up 31 points, and I will pick the Vikings to win 37-31. I think it's going to be a wild game. I think I don't think either defense can stop these offenses. I think the receivers are going to feast. The quarterback's going to have a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be crazy, and it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be – it will be, an, as, as so often is the case, whatever the outcome, this will be an entertaining game. No question about it. Can't wait.